0: Nothing but ones and twenties.
1: <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey, guys. We are here with the Crown Killers. We have Xavi, we have Jusui, we have Drew, and we have Key. And they're about to take over Magaris, going on and invading some places. Last time you guys left off. You had just made your way to Megaris. You can see it now currently in ruin. The wall towards the side you can see is almost completely rubble and you can see various elements of guards moving to and from throughout the city. You can see the buildings that seem to be intact are lit with firelight and the ones that aren't are just completely rubbled. In the centre of this area, you can see a large temple dedicated to Idris that you know as the Dawning Tithe. It's domed roof reflecting moonlight and lighting up the entire area. Beyond, you can see the port dead of any trade life. However, after dodging some uh, guard drakes and some members of the Heraclesian forces that actually have overtaken this area, you begin stealthing and moulding into the forest to the right. As you do so, you begin fanning out five feet in between each other. You move from tree to tree as you mould into the shadows of the night. To your left as you move, you can see a guard that seems to be upon a drake. Its heavy footfalls indicating its position to you, its torch moving into your vision and then out again about 100 feet through the foliage you see this. You crest along the cliff face and as you do so, being careful of your step, the foliage gets thicker and thicker and as it gets thicker, your pace begins to slow. And as it does, roll your perception checks. 23. 17.
2: 19. 19. 19.
1: So looking at this, all of you are able to see it. As you crest along this cliff face, the foliage getting thicker and thicker, you can tell that the city resides now probably a small distance away. But along the cliff face, you can see a small indent and a small ambered light that appears to be flickering, probably about 50 feet away. All of you know, it's almost like a firelight. And all of you also begin to smell the cooking of some sort of meat
2: he's really, uh, uh, drooling <laughs> he's, he's fighting back to say anything he's absolutely drooling right now he's, he's right. only been eating peaches for the past five days and he needs meat
1: alright so as that's happening you're watching as just sweet and Xavi are trading hand gestures vigorously at each other we're just uh,
3: we're trying to say to each other like are we gonna go check that out like it's probably just got a, a, a patrol base outside the city like do we skirt wide or do we
1: check it out? I don't know. I think it smells a lot like we should. So, what do you say? Uh, so, like to Drew and Key. Drew, um, who is currently a spider on Shavi's shoulder. And Key, my lowest whisper, uh, I say,
3: my friends, we are going to skirt and recon that smell, but we're not going to do anything out towards thee that is going to ruin our stealthiness.
1: As you say that, you begin moving forward through the forest, skirting this area as best you can. You begin moving and cresting the entryway that seems to be embedded into the cliff face to your left. And as you look around, you can see in the glow of the fire, there's probably about seven or so individuals around the fire. You can see two women that seem to be in commoners' clothes, two children, two men, and one that seems to be in a priestly white gown that seems to have the symbol of a son on his back. And you can see as one of the men is standing there that seems to have a sword brandished by his side, he seems to be dishing food out to these individuals. They do not have the symbol of Heracles on them. I, I say in, in quick
3: thieves, cant that looks like a priest. We're looking for a priest. Maybe he might know where the priest is, the, the sun fart is. There's also one with some
4: weapons. One against four. I like their odds. Technically seven. Seven? There were seven people there. Yeah, two are women many, and two are
3: children. Yeah, but there's only one with weapons. All right. All right. All right. All right, all right,
1: all right. All right. <laughs> so how do you gesture to the rest of the party that this is something you're pursuing?
0: Well, I'm on the shoulder, so I'm just going with Shavi.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I sneak my way around behind... The man, the only armed one in the party. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I gesture to everybody else
1: to just sort of rise from where they are. All right. So, as yeah. you're advancing a little bit further and closer to these individuals, just sweet, I'll get you to roll a stealth check. And you're still within <laughs> the 30 feet of 27. Drew. 27. Okay. So, you begin moving and you guys stay in your positions, but fan out in a sort of semicircle arrangement. All of you now looking directly into this alcove that seems to house these people or this family or whoever they are. You watch as Jessui moves forward to the right-hand side of the cave entrance almost, or the alcove entrance, which is the closest you can get without actually entering. And you watch as they're probably sitting 10 to 15 feet within, but you're on the outside now seemingly in shadow. What would you like to do? I just straight step into the light.
3: And I say, friends, you do not wear Heraclesian
1: attire. As you say that, you watch as the individual with the sword sort of holds his hand onto it, looks your way. You watch as the priest moves forward, gets the women and children behind his back. And you watch as he sort of stands holding his symbol of Idris. You watch as this individual with a tied up hair piece, uh, hair flowing down the side and a five o'clock shadow looks to you with the sword. And he says, another line. We were forced out of our town, Magaris. Are you friend or foe? Friends, friends, friends. He sheaths his sword. He says, are you hungry? We, actually, Key, where are you? I'm,
2: I'm over here.
1: They all now draw their eyes to you. You watch as the children look at you and you watch as this little girl sort of looks at you and she's like in awe. She's like, Kitty. Our friends, we, we do not want to uh,
3: impose upon your meal, but uh, one of our travelers is... Uh, shall we say, a little bit worse for wear.
2: At this point, uh, Key just pushes past um, everybody and just goes to where the where the meat is and uh, takes a look to see if anyone sort of opposes what he's about to do. It's he open. watches
1: as the priest stands up. He now stops protecting the women and children, moves over to the fire where they, it's like a small glowing ember of coals and you see him move over with the pan and he moves a few portions of meat onto a plate and hands it to you. You can see as you look at him, he's got a bald head except for a ring of white hair around. He's a little bit portly, but you can see that he's probably about 50 to 60 years old as a human.
2: Um, Key re- um, slowly takes the bowl mm-hmm. and he, he takes it and then he, he smells and tries to identify what's, what's in there.
1: It smells like rabbit.
2: It smells like rabbit? Yep. Is there any other ingredients besides meat?
1: There's probably some herbs and spices laden within it. Yeah. But other than that, it seems like a pretty staple meal seems like whatever they could catch.
2: I quickly look at the priest and I say, you don't cook with nuts, do you?
1: He looks to you and he says, I don't think nuts would go very well with hairs.
2: At that moment, I just quickly start, <laughs> I just quick start shoving that food into my mouth and I start walking back. It's wabbit season. Inspiration for DM.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Alright, so as Key begins to eat, you can hear the munching. And as you do, you're sort of taking it into the shadows, but You feel this hand upon the back of your leg and you look down and you can see there's this little girl that's sort of pulling at your fur and she's just sort of looking at you. As you look to her, she's got this blonde hair, these rosy cheeks, blue eyes. You can see she's got a little bit of a cut on her hand and she looks towards you and she's just moving her hands through your fur and she says, I've never seen anybody with fur like this before.
2: I look down at the little girl and um, I move my tail and tap her on her right shoulder with the attention of making her turn around.
1: And she does. She looks. And then I'm gone. And then she looks. She's like, kitty. And you <laughs> see her like moving around for for key. And that, g- that goes on for a little while. She had a
0: cut on her hand?
1: Yeah. Does any other ones look injured? Not outwardly so. They seem dirty and a little bit worse for wear. There's one of the women seems to have like a bit of a burn across uh, part of her shoulder. But Body. it all seems pretty yeah. superficial and already uh, healed. Already well. healed.
4: Yeah. Shava, will Make his way in too. Make his way in. Like, Come on, Drew. Give me a hand, 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 hand.
1: <laughs> you go as a spider travel <laughs>
4: travel on the shoulder
0: as well. Fair enough. Well, then, yeah, see, seeing that, I might uh, yeah, turn back into a human. And I think I will, j- just seeing the cut and burn, even if they are healed, just because they'd be a nice place the hospitality, I might uh, use another cure wounds and offer him a Drew's Brew Season 2.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you watch as, um, as you offer it, the woman will take it and as you look at her you can see that she has this dark brown hair you can see she's got like mousy features brown eyes and you can see that she's wearing a commoner's dress and she moves towards you she's got a plait that goes across the top of her head and she takes it and drinks it and as she does you watch as her her shoulder immediately heals and you can see that um her complexion has changed back to normal she says thank you i'm junis she, she's
0: how 12. attractive is Judas? <laughs> oh, um, she's she's pretty, but for Drew, sure, she's spectacular. So, <laughs> hi, uh, I'm Drew, you're, you're very welcome. Any, anything you need, um, I'll I'll be your service. Roll an insight check. Oh,
4: Nat One, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one. you're oblivious
1: to the fact, but just we having been in these sorts of situations before probably notice. This is one of the first people that's ever looked at Drew and not been repulsed. Oh my glob. Me and Xavi are just looking at each other going. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> at that you watch as you guys are watching a conversation occurring inaudibly from you between Drew and uh Junis. As she like touches your shoulder and sits down next to you, you begin sharing some stories. Oh, he needed I, uh, this. I feel like she's
3: blind. Is she blind? I turn towards the, uh, priest and, uh, the, the fighter. Yep. And I go, uh, friends, now that we have, uh, introduced ourselves, I uh, feel I could get some information from you.
1: Well, you're welcome here for as long as you would like. We will not be staying long. I'm Agram, Agram Drake. Just sweet. It's a pleasure to meet you. I was part of the guard that resided within the city. My station was was around the dawning tithe. I was able to get these few out when the Heraclesians raided.
3: We are we are looking for the Sun Arbiter.
1: I was unable to get the Sun Arbiter out. I've heard whispers from the city. Apparently they're using him to bless their weapons, to bless their commanders. I think he's their captor. You watch as the elderly priest moves up towards you and says, I'm... Father Vacum. And... I... I would very much appreciate it if... If you are going into the city. Excuse me if I'm presuming too much. But if you're going in... Can you please... Rescue the Sun Arbiter? We all intend to head south, down to capital. Order Academy, we haven't we haven't decided yet. We're going to go whichever direction's safest, but I feel like it would raise the spirits of those that travel with us if we were to carry with us the, the Sun Arbiter's presence. One
4: way or another, we're getting him yet. Whether it's the hard way or the easy way.
1: <laughs> These
4: can't... I don't like the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> first things first, let's see if he can help our situation. Second thing, let's if we can get him out. We'll think of a way out after we get in. And that's all in Thieves' now. Yeah. yeah. We are in need of uh,
3: a trinket, uh, a totem, an item to hide us from prying eyes into our brain
1: if that makes sense. Prakis says to you, there are many who pilgrim to our walls to seek such a device. The sun arbiter has purview over them. He can get one for you. I'm sure as thanks for rescuing him, he will be able to service you. Mm, okay. You watch then as Argum moves towards you two and in Thieves' Can't says, if you are to do this, we'll be insanely thankful. <laughs> in Thieves' Can't, can No die. worries,
4: bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's...
3: Shit. <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. Um, just quickly to Shavi, because I know a little bit about the copper ring, don't I? Yep. So they operate everywhere. There's a port, pretty much.
1: In most places throughout the empire, capital Capital more specifically, Cadmia has has outruled slavery though. So they don't sell Cadmia, and they also don't operate near Cadmia, but in the surrounds they definitely do i know that matt
3: the Z- Z- slaver said Eid is where he's going but i know something about this and i can guarantee you when we get to Meratiri, we will find a new cell that don't know about us they don't know about key they are not on they are not aware of us we can catch them by surprise
4: As long as we can find them, I trust you.
2: On the back end of that, uh, Key comes back, has rejoined the group, and he sort of like just darts straight through people, and he gets back to the meat and helps himself to a second serving. Mm-hmm. While he's vigilantly looking around and uh, simultaneously avoiding a little girl that's that's trying to find him, so I, gra- I grab, I take my second bowl, um, second serving, and I, I dart off again. All right. As you're leaning down to get that second
1: serving, you hear this. Gotcha. And you hear somebody (laughs) grab your tail and you look around and this little girl's just grabbed it. But it's actually (laughs) (laughs) Shavi. And she looks up at you with these blue
2: eyes. She says, you're tricky to catch. And I look down at her and I go, easy on the salt.
1: My daddy cooked that. Mm. You guys see this in the distance (laughs) as you guys continue your conversation. You watch as um, Argrim moves up to you and he says, if you don't mind me asking, we get people of different creeds, different natures coming. To look for these tokens. These tokens of non-detection. If you're willing to go into a place like that to get these, there must be something much more dangerous on the outside looking for you than what you perceive you'll find on the inside. And I I turn to Agram, and I say,
3: My friend, how do you feel that you can protect all of these people under your care
1: on the way to Cadmium? He moves you outside of the cave. And you guys can follow if you want to. But he'll move you outside the cave as he's looking towards the survivors. And he says, honestly, no. I'm one sword.
3: I take that roll, which is just hanging underneath my pack. And I give it to him. And I say, this this may help, but we will get your son Arbiter out. But I cannot guarantee... We can take you to Cadmia. We must go. He holds
1: up west. a hand. He says, "We don't expect anything from you. If you deliver us the Sun Arbiter, not only will that enlighten us with hope, but it will also give us a fighting chance. These swords are more than enough already."
3: We're uh, we're, we're still in nighttime, aren't we?
1: Yep. So I turn to
3: Shavi and I say, "Dawn. At dawn's light,
1: they shall see the Sun Arbiter."
4: Sounds like a plan to me.
1: Before you go making any rash decisions, I have maps that you could use. I also was able to sneak the members of my family and some others out using some passageways which you could use to make your way in. This would be absolutely perfect. I would come with you upon your travel, but I feel my place is here. Your place
3: is definitely here these people are unprotected without you
1: he says to you i'll fetch the papers and at that he moves into the cave you see him like unpacking his his satchel and you can see him pull out a almost like a blueprint on parchment he moves out of the cave and sits it upon a rock which i imagine all of you would then circle and he flattens it out i missed all of that. yeah. yeah Cause yeah. I'm still with we this just... woman stunned that someone <laughs> will actually
0: hold a conversation True. with me. So True. I think let's go. I think while they're, I'll, I'll come over now that they're hushing me over, but while they are having that conversation, I'm definitely trying to converse with this woman as much as I possibly yeah. can. Just and she's
1: asking you, she says, so where are you from? <clears throat> I haven't met anyone like you ever before in my life.
0: Not from the, the capital. Um, me sorry, I have a. Uh, you know, I grew up on a farm on the sort of
1: outskirts a little bit. A rural boy. <laughs> she says to you, "I've always wanted to know what it was like to grow up on a farm." Drew is blushing,
0: breaks down a little bit, and sort of says, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation a lot because, yeah, sometimes I find it hard. People find me, you know, so attractive that <laughs> they're just too scared and repulsed to talk to me. So uh, I think I try, I try and hold her hand and kiss her on the hand." I say, just around the hand, I say, I'd love to show you the farm, my, like my farm and anything you want someday.
1: She says to you, I can see why, why people would act that way towards you. You're a unique person. I would love that if you were to ever come back this way.
0: Amazing. And then I think that's when I hear them ushering me over and they say, I have to go with my friends now to try and rescue this sun up for you. I will return for you, Junus.
1: All right. And as you make your way over, just in time for the parchment to roll over this rock, Drew struts over. All right. And you watch then as uh, Agram moves his fingers apart over it and you see a small, small bead of dull light that seems to just illuminate the area so not to draw attention. He says to you, Now, I know it's a little intricate, but this is all I could salvage from when we we're trying to make our escape. The passageway that I snuck everybody out of was in the priest's chambers, which you can see labeled with a G. The passage will take you just inside and around near the bookcase. You'll see praying chambers around that area. There is a door that will then lead into the main procession hall and from there I would not be able to tell you where they are keeping the sun arbiter but at least with this map of the upper and lower floors you'll be able to plan your entry and escape. He points to the one to the left and he says this one here is the ground floor and then the lower floor below that which resides underground is this here. He would be held probably Underneath. downstairs, yeah. Are there any passageways into the lower? There's only one way into the lower areas of the temple and that is through the main staircase labelled with a H. It is within the main lobby at the back half of the Dawning Tithe. I imagine as well that this area the Dawning Tithe prides itself on being an Everlight a beacon of hope. There will be very little shadow in this area for you to hide in. Do you know potentially where the objects we seek are? They will be most likely in the chambers of the Sun Arbiter which is labelled on this map with an F. It is across the hallway from the Praying chambers and adjacent to the main altar within the temple. He looks to you all and he says, This being a place of religious worship, if they are using the arbiter as I see that they are, I imagine they will have him heavily guarded. It will take some cunning and tactics to get by him unscathed. Unscathed is not the issue,
3: my friend. Getting out is the issue. You are more than welcome to come out the same way that you arrive in. We do not want them to know, uh, for if they are on our heels, they will be on your heels before long. We and cannot they- have them following you. We must have them following
1: me- us. Well, perhaps that's something you might need to think about upon your exit strategy. Can you take us to the entrance of this tunnel? He says, it's not far. If you're ready now, I can take you, or we can wait until dawn's light. Let's get it done now. Yeah, let's use as darkness while
3: we got it.
4: Can we create some sort of distraction device that would go off later?
0: I can. I can do that. I can summon a beast or something like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, can either fly, run down, hang out the
4: front, and cause yeah. it to run amok. So... Is that something we should use as we're going in or as we're getting out? Out.
3: We need to see it. We get in through this this passageway, but us four we cannot take that passageway out. They, they will be looking for us. So we get the sunfart, we bust him through down the passageway and tell him to run and not look back. Do not wait for us, just go. Your people will be waiting outside. I can wait for him at the exit of the passageway. Please, Agrab, that by dawn he will be at the door or he will not be coming at all. Do not wait long after dawn.
1: Do not hope. If he is not out by dawn, he is not coming out and go. He nods to you and he says, I will hope and pray that I see his face and subsequently that you all exit safely as well. So I think as
3: soon as we get the sun fart out, we make... A lot of noise. As much noise as we can, as big as we can in the biggest room we can. And then, hopefully in the cacophony, we can slip out, steal a boat, and sail across the shore.
4: Sounds like that might be up to you, Drew. And a good plan. All over it. Everyone in hands in hands in. I'm I'm
2: still over with this little girl. Let I finish off I finish up <laughs> licking my bowl and I drop it on the ground. And this girl has still got my my tail. Mm-hmm. With with the amount of slack that I can do, I'm I'm able to sort of wrap my my hand around my tail a little bit. And then I just look at her. And I just pull my tail out of her hand.
1: You watch as she falls onto the, her face, and she gets up and she's like crying and lips whimpering.
2: And I and I just sort of like shrug my shoulders. I don't know what to do around kids. I, <laughs> right, I just awkwardly just walk off. You, you watch as one of the other
1: women go and pick her up and like comforts her. And she says to her mother's shoulder, she's like, he was a mean kitty after all. <laughs> and at that, you begin walking off in the direction of um, your party, getting there just in time for them to put their hands in the middle of the circle. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, boy. Key puts his hand in, not True. knowing why. <laughs> I imagine you'll fill me
2: in on the way. Absolutely. All right. What do we
1: say? That's up to you.
3: Crown killers on three. Crown, uh, crown killers ooh. on me. How about Drew's crew? Crown killers.
2: <laughs> crown killers it is. Crown,
3: killers. crown, crown kill- killers. One, two, three. Crown, crown, killers. Kill- One, two, three. crown, crown kill- killers.
1: Did you hear that music drop? Yeah. yeah. yeah it does. It does <laughs> perfectly. Argrim's taking us to uh, the, uh, yeah. the thingy. So as he cool. begins making his way, he, he says his goodbyes firstly. He goes to who you assume is his wife, who is not Junus. And you watch as he bids her farewell with a kiss on the forehead. You eventually watch as well as he leads you through and you can see his hands on his sword and he's moving as quickly and as quietly as he possibly can. So he's going to roll a stealth check.
4: Is he mm. affected by our... Uh, he will be if he's thing? within
1: your range.
4: Yeah, 37.
1: 30. <laughs> That's a 30 <laughs> for Drew.
4: And he's at still.
0: 30. Ooh. What did you get, Just me. Actually, 30. 31, sorry. What'd you get?
1: <laughs> I got a nat 1. Oh! So you begin making your way through the forest and you're trying to be as stealthy as you can, but behind you, all you hear is (laughs) licking his paws from the juicy hair that he had just. And at that, as you begin making your way through this forest, you can see that Argrim moves his way over to this rock that you can see is protruding at a 45 degree angle from the ground. He moves your way towards it and it's surrounded by this foliage and he moves over, pulls away this piece of shrubbery and he says, this is the entryway. I suggest you keep quiet as you walk on through. Upon this, you take the time to look around you to see if you were followed and Argrim sort of looks as well. Roll perception checks. Okay, so all of you are able to hear as you're about to go in, there's this moment of silence as the night breeze goes by and carrying on that breeze you all hear the unmistakable sound of a bowstring being pulled. And then you hear... Quang. You hear a thud. And all of you sort of check your person. none of you seem to be hit. And you look towards Argrim and he's got this arrow in his shoulder. He draws a sword. No. And as he draws the sword, he looks around to you and he says, You go, I'll cover your exit. What do you do? Run.
4: Do we're we? Going, yeah. We don't we're don't not going in. in. We're going We don't help him. Make a choice. Let's go.
0: He said said he'd cover. Let's go. We're going in. Okay.
4: All right. We're going. Stick to the plan.
1: All right. Drew's in. Keys in. Just in. Shavi, you're the last one to come in. As you go in, he watches. He covers it back over with the brush, and you begin making your way down into this darkened cavern. Drew, you lose eyesight because you can't see underground, and neither can you, Shavi. So you guys are following Just and Keys' lead. As you begin moving down this passageway, it's very narrow, and you can hear the sounds of clashing iron above you and the releasing of bowstrings as well. You hear this gurgling thud, and you also hear this slice and the unmistakable sound of blood splattering across the ground. And then you hear silence. You continue to walk down the way. As you do so, what's your marching order? Who's first? Who's middle? Who's last? I'm in front. I'm first.
0: No, you don't have dark fish. I'm right behind uh, him then. Well, okay, the, so we the got- two that can't see in the middle.
1: Yeah. Yep. So we got Jisui. Yep. we've got Drew, we've got uh Shavi and Kiyu would be last.
2: Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, my I'll... my face is currently screwed up because I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, that's my bad. <laughs> can, can I be on <laughs> Drew's shoulder?"
1: Yeah, you can yep. you can be being carried on your shoulder, yep. yep. Kind of well, just hanging off like I mm-hmm. guess
3: uh there is no reason to save the sun avatar anymore.
4: Why? Well, well, we might need him
3: for to
0: teach us what we need to do with the trinkets and that. Well, Argrim's dead. Hmm. We can assume Maybe the sun
4: arbiter can take his place and help them. Hopefully. Let's just focus let's on our going. mission. Yeah, let's go. get the arbiter, get so the Bigger,
1: badder, things to worry about. <laughs> All right, you begin moving through this tunnel, and it starts to get a bit narrower in spaces, and you can see rocks and things protruding through the area that you have to slide behind. Eventually, it makes an upward incline, and you can see that it becomes more and more masoned and widened out as you begin going. At that point as well, you see the back of what looks like a bookcase. It seems to be made of wood and along the edges, you can see it's illuminated by candlelight. All of you who could not see now are able to see in your immediate 10-foot area. You can see roots protruding through the area and there's this smell of incense that seems to be coming from beyond. What would you guys like to do?
3: And we roll a perception to
1: see if we're getting followed. Roll a perception check. 18. 17.
2: I rolled a net 20. <laughs> what is it? Being,
1: <laughs> being at the back of the oh, party key, stupid. being at the back of the party key, you you take the most notice and knowing that this is your mistake, you keep your cat ears attuned to what's behind you. There doesn't appear to be any footsteps. You guys as well have a vague recollection and a feeling that you're not being followed. But Key, you know for sure there's nobody behind you.
3: Nothing but ones and twenties. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to throw my bag of caltrops, which is 20 you- caltrops. I'm going to throw the bag of caltrops behind us.
1: Yep. Um, I'll say you put it in the most narrowest part of the corridor that you'd come through. Yep. Yep.
3: And then I'm looking at the back of the bookshelf trying to figure out how it opens.
1: Okay. So as you go to touch it, you can see along the floor as you look towards the floor of where this bookcase is, there seems to be like a scratch or a scuff mark as if it was slid and move so it goes it basically recesses across the wall and you can slide through but you can also see there is almost like an inch gap on either side and you can see a little bit of what's inside the room on the left and the right of it so you do the scooby-doo look if jessui's in front i'm gonna
0: cast guidance on jessui so you get an extra 1d4 i'll put my hand on his shoulder and i say from drew to
1: you let's see how you do
3: (laughs) uh and that's a two
1: which puts us up to 13. okay and you got a natural 20 yeah Are you looking as well, Key, or no?
2: Yeah, i got an unnatural 20.
1: All right. You guys, the three of you do the scooby-doo look as you pop your heads through (coughs) the gap, everybody's eyes looking down through this crack, and uh, as you look, you're just sweet. Um, Key goes and puts his face in front of yours, and that's why you're unable to see very much, but both of you guys are able to see that the wall sort of curves around as you enter to the left, and then there seems to be praying tables around this area. It seems to be low-lit in candlelight, you listen as well and Shavi you're absolutely certain that there is one person in there because you can hear their inhales and exhales but with your natural 20 you know that that inhale and exhale is almost rhythmic and you assume that this person is asleep and we can't see them though no Okay. Um, actually with your natural 20 I'll say that there is a a shadow cast on the wall that you're looking at that indicates that there is indeed a person there. So you're able to see the person and know that they're asleep. And key, you're also able to know that there is a person in there, but you're unaware that they're asleep. Okay, well, I'm
4: going to sort of tell them I'll be like gesturing, like gestured that they're asleep. There's a person asleep inside. Obviously the shush. Let's be quiet.
2: I, I understand this part. Uh, the part I, with the finger I, to the lips. I uh, acknowledge that that we need to be quiet. And upon seeing that signal, I cast Passive Out of Trace.
1: All right. So Ooh. what does that look like for the party who has not seen it yet?
2: Uh, just like in the previous episodes, it's like a, a, a shimmer. So it's it's like a reflective shimmer of the environment, kind of like it's like they're seeing straight through us. Um, and just seeing the environment around them.
1: You all look towards your hand and in, when you move it in particular ways, it blends in with the environment with this shimmer cast by Pass Without a Trace and you look towards Key, who seems to be exuding this magical essence. So yeah,
4: all stealth checking
3: okay. as we
1: leave.
4: Well, nat one, but I cannot do nat one.
1: As a lucky, lucky boy. All right, so around the table. Chevy. 26. Jusui. 34. 18. Thank you, a nice roll.
2: Twenty-nine. 18 is the nice <laughs>
4: roll.
1: I love it. The person inside rolling with disadvantage because he is asleep got a crisp nine. Sorry, I have a flask of oil in my bag. I am going to oil the run
3: where we can see that it grinds over the stone. So we're going to oil the run. And can we see like any mechanisms, like any tracks or a wheel or something that, that, that the bookshelf slides on?
1: Doesn't appear to be uh, on a track or a wheel. It just seems to be... A sliding bookcase along the as if this is hiding a, a, a secret passage behind it. So you can oil the ground and oil the stone and oil the metal recess, and it could essentially quieten your entry. Yeah, gonna oil
3: the shit out of all of that. We just say, We are, uh, I've spread all the oil, and I'm like, I do not know if this will work, but uh, maybe we put a little bit of a
1: uh, lift
3: and slide.
1: Wee oui, wee. Oui. All right, oui, and oui. at that, I'll get two of you to roll. Athletics checks with advantage because the other two will be assisting. So, two athletics checks, please. You two with Somehow. advantage because Drew and Jasui will be assisting. Dirty 20. 11. So, with two successes, you guys are all four of you are able to lift the bookcase about an inch or so off the ground, begin sliding it, and as Key's grip begins to drop, he watches the oil provides just enough lubricant for that last little part to slide across the stone just so. As it does, it illuminates the passage with candlelight and you guys poke your head around to see one sleeping uh, Heraclesian guard member that seems to be just resting his hands in his lap and his head on his chin, uh, on his chest. And you hear the rhythmic breathing and snoring of the individual in the room.
4: Do we sneak past or end his life? <coughs> mm-hmm. I think we end him and we check for keys. Ooh. This is not. Okay. Smart kitty cat. Well, you're the master assassin, my friend. I'll go first. (laughs) Or we could all sort of go at the same time. Why don't all four of us attack at once? Like Nazgul style? Yeah, we like that. And stack our damage. All
3: right.
1: All with our short swords. Let's go. You go up. I'll go down. So Drew, moving over with his quarter staff and everybody else with short swords or daggers, roll your attacks with advantage because he's asleep. I'll go attack rolls around the table first. So what did you get, Shavi? 24. You just sweet. 20, 26. 26. Okay. So all of your attacks hit. Can you please roll damage for me? It's needless 10. to say he's absolutely fucked, but we're going to just see <laughs> how much you fucked him up. I did 11 damage. Okay. Shavi with his assassination. 17. 17. You just <laughs> sweet with a short sword and sneak attack. 12. 34. <laughs> What's what's the total? Altogether, as all four of you begin to strike, you guys deal 74 damage to this guy. Is he all right? (laughs) (laughs) As you look towards him, Key, you come in first, and as you stab him directly behind into the back of the spine, you twist your blade and you hear him just sort of gasp, and at that moment, Shavi immediately comes in, covers his mouth and cuts him directly across the throat as Jusui comes down into the top of the collarbone. At that, he begins to flop onto the floor, and just as he does, Drew from behind hits him with the poison spray, and his body limply gets pushed forward into the chair, covers in poison, and he just lies on the floor bleeding out. <laughs> what would you guys like to do with his body? Check it, see if he's got keys. Something I done Roll an investigation check. Nat twenty. I'm, I've grabbed him, and I'm dragging him back into the. Uh, yep, in easily the enough done. So, uh, Drew, you are able to fumble around. You can see that he has a set of a ring of keys on his person. So as you grab them. You then watch as uh, Je suis and also I'll say Xavi helping begin uh, shoulder and legsing him into the actual cavern. Uh, What would you be doing at this moment, Key? As you look at the floor, you can see a small splatter of blood, but other than that, it seems like a pretty clean kill.
2: I I look around to see if there's anything that I could use to wipe up that blood.
1: Uh, There is definitely some cloth and rag in this room that you could use. So I'll say that you go and grab that and you begin sort of
2: just trying to cover our... Oh, unless, of course, because we can't leave tracks. You can't leave tracks. But, but he can, can leave blood? Okay. Yeah. I will attempt to uh, wipe up as much of that blood okay. as possible.
1: Uh, I'll get you to roll a cleaning check for me. Ajax spray and wipe. <laughs> Not <laughs> sponsored.
2: <laughs> I'll give Are we guy 23? <laughs>
1: 23. Fucking spotless. Spick and span. Key's maid mm. services has been in here. As you watch this area, mm. you guys begin to move the bookshelf closed again. Yep. yep. And you turn around just to see Key just polishing off the final touches as he flicks the tea towel back over his shoulder. What would you guys like to do? As you look in this area, you can see four desks to your left, four desks to your right that seem to have prayer scripture on them, each emblazoned with a, a sun symbol. And directly in front of you, you can see a doorway that leads out into a well, well-lit lobby or a main procession area. You also hear the trickle of water which you imagine comes from a fountain. Can, uh, Does I, anything
4: look expensive?
1: Yeah, can I roll an investigation <laughs> to see if there's anything around Without the even investigating, you can see that each desk has a gold candlestick on it. And Yoink. each desk is also inladen with a golden sun symbol that can... It's, it's at least... You can melt it down for gold or... Use it as a religious symbol. It's yep. up to you.
3: so I'm going to steal all the gold out of four of the tables. I'm assuming Xavi's going to take the
1: other four tables. He certainly is. <laughs> yep. And well, well, are we- <coughs> Have all the tables been taken care of? Well, Jusui's taking four of them. Xavi's taking, taking the other four. Go oh. around to the bookcase. You can see that there are some tomes on there, but it's up to you whether you want to look into them more deeply.
2: Oh, yeah, I'll uh, quickly investigate the tomes. Roll investigation
1: anything- as this is happening. So in your inventory, four candlesticks, four candlesticks. Four religious symbols of gold Fourteen Looking across you can see most of them are scripture relating to Idris You do pass your hand over a particularly thick tome that has gold brass braidings on it And as you take it out you can't read what it says on the front of it But it looks expensive and valuable Okay I, uh, I pocket that Alright so you put that in your uh, It's probably about an A5 in size So you put it into your pouch as you all turn around having sufficiently looted the area And you're now facing this door I think I'm ushering to one of the sneaky boys to let's
0: see if you can peer, peer outside and see what's going on. I have a little sneaky, sneaky, peaky, peaky.
1: All right. So the rest of you staying in the room, Shavi, I'll get you to make a self check for me. I rolled a six, but that means 26. Okay. <laughs> as the door opens, it starts to creak. But as it does, Shavi, you just lift it that little bit. And on its hinges, you hear it become silent as you begin to open it and you slide out. As you get out into this area, immediately you can see it's vastly open. You can see two staircases to your right that lead into this area from a narrow hallway. You can also see a fountain in the middle that seems to be emblazoned with golden light around it. You look up and you can see the dome of, of glass light that seems to be letting in moonlight and just amplifying the light in this area. And as you look towards the left of you, you can see a staircase leading down into the below area. You can see in the centre of the fountain there seems to be a rotating statue of an individual that's holding a spear in a delicate pose and you can see water is just caressing over this individual and you can notice that that seems to be like a godly figure. As you look at this you begin darting down and behind one of the six poles and columns that hold up the roof and as you do you look to the left and the right and you can hear footsteps coming from your right, your initial right, and you look to see two individuals in armour that seem to be moving toward the fountain. What would you like to do?
4: I have faith in my hiding skills. So can I sort of wait and
1: see what path they take? Mm -hmm. You watch as one of them takes the left staircase, one of them takes the right. They begin meandering and they're conversing together in Elvish. Do you understand Elvish? It's a language you've heard Jusui talk before. You watch as they pass the fountain and they stop and then you watch as they begin making their way down the staircase that's at the other end leading underneath the temple. It's at that stage as well that you look towards a window that seems to be at the top half of the temple and outside, passing across the window, you can see a mounted drake just move across the window as if there's people outside just moving around.
4: Tell the other boys that we're probably pretty all right to keep going. So how would you contact them? What would you say? Knock on the door a tiny bit. like, Yep. Tiny so bit.
1: You, you dart back from the pole, slide across the wall, and as you do, you just sort of knock and you guys know that's the signal to to exit.
4: Let's go. Can I sort of whisper to them, do I say shall we check the room across the hall where they think these items might be that we're looking for
1: Mm -hmm. first? Alright, so keeping the stealth checks that you had just previously had all four of you? I I think we send uh,
3: Drew and yourself to the office for an arcana check. See if you can find these items before we find the sun part. Just don't go too far away from Key. Well I think uh I think we cross the room, but we don't go in, and we keep an eye on those stairs. I
2: agree. Let's do that.
1: Alright. Fanning out Operation Style. Drew and Shavi begin moving to the opposite door. Which is approximately seventy or so feet away. You move across the stairwells which end up to your right. And you watch behind you as Je suis and Key begin moving to each of the poles directly opposite the door and back themselves up against that to hide and look out left and right. It's at that point where you go and grab the handle, Shavi. And as you do, it's locked. <sighs> uh, one of these keys that we gather before. Drew, you begin testing the keys. And as you do, first one doesn't work. Second one doesn't seem to work. Third one you check actually opens the door. Let's get on in. You open the door and you immediately see two chairs, a desk, and one large chair on the opposite side that seems to house a large sun symbol in the back of it. You can see two bookcases to the left-hand wall, and both of you duck in, close the door behind you, leaving Key and um, Je Sui outside. What would you guys like to do? Well,
0: I guess we'll look through everything, check the desks, check yeah, see, we anything that would Investigation Sprout checks, boys.
1: So it takes you a little bit of time, and you begin ruffling around the various different places in this area you move through the bookcase pull out different pieces of shelving you go through the drawers you open them up as best that you can you end up going to one of the uh, basins on the right hand side and as you do you can see these dangling trinkets that seem to be hanging from a rack uh sitting in front of a mirror they're definitely exuding an arcane force um and they seem to be as you go to move your hand towards it there seems to be like a something blocking you. you move your hand towards it and it's it's like almost like a spongy Force field that you can't access. Mm-hmm. So we can't actually
0: get to it. We may need to rescue the Arbiter before we can get to it.
4: But we know what they are. Do we check? Does, there's no way to drop this force field
1: thing? It like a ma- roll a catch it. Yeah, so as you look at it, it almost seems like it's in a completely different language to you. You look and see that there is runes around the exterior of this area and you can see that they flare almost pulsing-like but every time you try to access them, you can't even get to them without attacking them. Uh, Drew sort of puts his hand on your shoulder to try and help you, but even so, you're unable to see a way around it.
4: Well, yeah, I just thought sort of whispered to the boys, like, yeah, they're detected by some sort of magic. We might mm-hmm. need to find the Sunfarb first. To find the
0: arbiter first. Excellent.
1: All right, so as you are in this area now, cutting to outside, can I get Key and use a sweet and make a perception check, please?
2: Dirty 20.
1: 18. All right, you guys begin to hear the loud footsteps of something coming your way. You also hear two individuals that seem to be well-armoured and you can hear the struggling as if somebody is being carried between them. You can hear shouts uh, in common that says, let me go, let me go. I was only trying to pray at the temple and you hear this thud, this hit across this person's face. Um, And at that, coming down the stairs, you see one large guard drake That seems to not be being ridden at the moment, but moving downward. You can see one individual being carried between two guards and behind them in chains is three other individuals as they begin taking them seemingly down into the stairwell below. As that happens, you don't appear to be noticed. As the Drake begins making its way down the stairs, you watch as the two individuals that previously went down come back up, circle around the area and you watch as they begin travelling around the outer perimeter around the side of the poles that you are currently on. You watch then as the two individuals carrying the individual between them, the prisoner, moves down the stairs and the procession of prisoners goes down with them. These two guards then begin moving around the outside of the perimeter, looking as best they can. They're just about to turn around to the corner and they will definitely see you if you stay where you are. What would you like to do?
3: Move around the column?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's almost like they're in procession. They go down, this, down the centre down the stairs and then they come back up and go around the outside. So I move round, but can I also try an acrobatics up? Mm-hmm. As you look up the pole, you, just sweep. you can see it goes up into the arcing roof and there are some rafters that you could hold on to. So make your acrobatics check. You watch as Jusui is doing this key. What would you like to do?
2: And how high are you? He's only
1: about 20 feet up. He climbs up 20 feet and grabs onto the rafters and he's just sort of hanging down Assassin's Creed style.
2: Yeah, I actually do the same thing. That's a great idea.
1: All right, roll your acrobatics check. As you see suis hiding as best he can, you raise an eyebrow thinking, what a fucking legend. <laughs> What'd you get?
2: I got a dirty 20. Okay.
1: Oh. Fucking 20s all day. So dirty. Both of you in tandem now, holding on with one arm, weapon in the other hand just in case. You see these two individuals meet underneath the stairwell, having not seen you and passed underneath you. And they begin moving their way back up and outside. From your upwards position, you still hear the commotion going on below and you know that there are some people down there with prisoners and a drake. You hear it roar and you hear this static electricity and then silence as you hear this door open and then close. it's at that point, you watch as Drew and Shavi exit and hide themselves on either side of the doorway quietly.
4: Time to go down, boys.
0: Yeah, so I think we, well, you could obviously, Thieves can't to just or and sort of say, yeah, like, actually get we found the trinkets can't get them we'll need the arbiter to get them yeah
4: hmm. we'll need the arbiter let's go downstairs safe but do we want to wait and see if that
0: drake comes upstairs I think we might be better off trying to surprise it because if it's upstairs and then we
3: cause a commotion it might come down anyway but if it's not upstairs we might not have to cause a commotion
2: this is true yes right we should probably see if there is a particular patrol um pattern we've got nothing but time alright so we'll wait yeah wait so and see
3: pull myself up and sit on the rafter now
4: mhm
1: I don't drop down. Shall we all? Yeah. Roll in rafters. Roll, roll your stealth checks, please. 32. 36. 32, 36. 22 for stealth.
4: 22.
3: I'm not
1: very
4: accurate. 33. <laughs> Let's just say I helped draw up. How many more yeah, animals yeah. do you have, Drew? Well, just how many more
0: shapeshifts?
1: Oh, one, one more wild shape. But, like, yeah. Animals. I'm, so I'm sure. counting on being big spellboy. All right, so at that point, you guys begin climbing up into the rafters, sitting in the arcs 20 feet above the floor as best you can and hiding in what shadow you can as the moonlight is just protruding through this being amplified by the domed roof. We can move around the rafters yeah, up top. Yeah, so as you're in the rafters, they're, they're not crossing the entire ceiling. They just seem to be above all of the poles, but you're able to get as close to the stairwell as you can as you sort of move your way and caress the poles moving from, from one to the other. You do see, however, an individual moving in... Walking solo, you can see he seems to be a uh, a very tall individual that seems to have these bull-like horns coming from the top of his head and a bull-like face. And you can see on his back is like this massive cleaver that seems to be like something from like Bloodborne. And you can see it on his back. As he begins walking through, you hear him just like <clears throat> exhaling from his nostrils. And as he begins moving across the stone floor, you hear his hooves footfall on the stone. He moves around from left to right. And whether you know this race from your history, it is indeed a Minotaur, and he's heavily armored. You can see as well that he's got this cape that moves across from one shoulder to the other and flows and billows down. Uh, Those of you that have been around probably know that this guy holds some rank in this area. You watch as well as a guard that had previously gone down the stairs that you're now above comes out and meets him at the fountain and says, Commander Reed, we've taken the prisoners below. And you watch as the Minotaur just gruffs at him and says, Good. Was there much resistance? And you watch as the guard says, not as much as you'd think. We silenced one of them. And you watch as they both laugh. <laughs> what about that son Arbiter? Is he ready to bless my blade? And you listen to the other one that came up the stairs and he says, I think he's ready to talk. If not, I'm sure you can convince him, Commander. And you watch as he says, we will be down to do it. Nobody resists the cleaver of Karilla for long. And you watch as he makes his way down the stairs. And the other one makes his way out as you're standing above him. So, what would you guys like to do?
4: So we waited and now it's worse.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 100%. But at least he's not coming down on us. So we're
1: coming down yeah, on him. Yeah, but we could have
4: killed the rest first. Have I heard no, of the wrong. Cleaver of Corilla before?
3: Roll a
1: history check. Mm. You've not heard of the Cleaver of Carilla before, but you know that usually people with nicknames have earned them for a reason. Don't It's at that point you guys begin staying sort of in the area that you are. Mm-hmm. He watches the drake makes its way up and out. So does one more guard. And... Ooh. He saw you, Drew. <laughs> he saw you. Hmm? He saw you. Oh, one no. of the guards.
4: Uh, <laughs> what? You got a 22. That's not that hard to so, do. So yeah.
1: at that, you watch as the drake and one of the guards begin making their way up and out the drake being walked beside by one of these guards. And you watch as the drake pauses and you watch as it lifts its nose to the air and smells. And as it begins to raise its nostrils to the air, it looks immediately in Drew's location and sees him sitting in the rafters. (laughs) And as at that stage, you watch as it sort of opens its mouth, rears backwards. What do you guys want to do? You guys have a drop on it at the moment. so. Well, we've got the drop on it. (laughs) Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to attack. All, All right. right. How high okay. off the ground are we? You're 20, 20 feet off the ground. Shavi, roll your attack. Je suis what are you attacking with? Because guns allowed. There's a guard, Drake, and a guard. Question. Hmm. If I get a nat 20. You roll your damage and double it because yeah. you're surprised with the crit. You need to decide what you're attacking oh. with, and you guys need to decide if yeah. you're attacking.
4: The, I'm going for the Drake. All so. right. So what do you do to attack the Drake? What weapon are you using? I am using... I'm going to use my... Little hand crossbow.
1: All right, so you take it out, point it down towards the drake, release, uh, roll your damage with your assassination and uh, the sneak attack, please. 39 damage. Okay, so he is still alive. Okay, Mm -hmm.
3: so now I'm going to drop down onto the drake Mm -hmm. with my short sword.
1: Yep. Roll your attack with advantage. Because he didn't see you, he only saw Drew. Eight points of damage. So the crossbow goes into the side of its neck. You jump down onto it, riding it saddle style. Move your blade directly into the neck above it as well. It's still alive.
3: Okay, and then I use my bonus action.
1: Say so that I'm going to
4: rehide. Yeah. Perfect.
1: Uh, roll your stealth check.
4: Do we still have the pass without trace? Yeah, you're
1: on no. him, so
3: yeah. Uh, 38. And I'm going to use, yeah, my cantrip firebolt. Go for it. Uh, that's a 22. Hit. Uh, 15.
1: Uh, how do you, what does it look like as you kill this Drake where I stuck my sword in
3: I pull my sword in uh, my, my sword out and shove my fist in there as I as I use fireball from that fist yeah so you don't actually see the fire you don't hear anything all you see is flames and smoke pop out of the fucking Drake's eyes and it just goes and then it drops nice
1: dead. and also in between its scales as well begins yep. to light up orange and its throat begins to bulge it falls down onto the floor um inspiration. And then you watch as the guard begins looking at you and he's about to open his mouth to call out downstairs. You two, Drew, actually... No, you can't be surprised because of your sword. So both of you, Drew and Key, will get an action to do something about this guard before he alerts everybody in the temple to your presence. And it's just the one? It's just one guy there. I think I'm
0: going to... Use a beefy spell then. Uh I'm gonna cast inflict wounds at my
4: second level.
1: Nice. That's a touch spell, so you're gonna have to go and hit him with a melee attack and Just drop succeed. On, do it. Yeah, yeah on him. Like drop bear style. Drop bear. And cover his mouth. Ten to hit. So as you drop down to hit him, you go to touch this 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 guy's armor, and as you do, he sort of bats your way. And begins to try and call out, but key you simultaneously act. What would you like to do?
2: Yep, I jump down, and as I'm 40, coming down, I come down on him with my quarter staff. Mm-hmm. Yep, so I'll attack my quarter staff. Go for butt. it.
1: So this is your first action. Yep. That 20. <laughs> yes. Um, he gets a. 14 so he meets the save for the stunning strike if you're going to use it or no yeah, it was yeah yeah so he meets the save for that so unfortunately that doesn't work but the damage will be doubled so that's my
2: last key point
1: d8 doubled plus yeah, 17 17 points of damage he's looking rough but not dead
2: okay now i'll do as my bonus action unarmed strike go for it dirty 20 that's a hit
1: damage uh, seven damage seven damage that'll do it so as you drop down on him you hit him with your quarter staff and then you pump him with your fists what does it look like as he dies
2: yeah uh, so i i basically as my last hit i'm actually just kind of under him at this point and i open palm straight into open palm straight into his chin and it develops enough force that it just cracks straight open and it looks like a Pez dispenser. <laughs> Excellent.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Inspiration, nice. You watch as he falls yes. down to the floor, his armor is going to clatter onto the floor. Uh, roll a dexterity save to catch him. Oh, de- sorry. Go for an acrobatics check, I'll say, because you're leaning down to try and catch him.
2: Uh, 21.
1: All right, so as you grab down, catch his body, you watch as his head lulls backwards and his helmet's just about to come off onto the floor, but you put your tail into it immediately just before it hits and there is no sound as the guy dies fantastic so sitting in this area now you've got a massive body of a drake you've got the body of a warrior next to you as well what do you want to do well,
0: boys, we better be quick. <laughs> we might want to
1: put him in one of the rooms beside us. I are we going <laughs> to move it? Don't
0: time. Don't have time. Yeah, I think we just kick on, run downstairs. <sighs> Let's be quick. This Disappointed. Will... I missed that spell. It was 30 damage. <laughs> <laughs> Is
3: this, uh, this will keep your occupied once they find it, but uh, we must be quick and get rid of this Minotaur.
1: Yep. Let's, Let's go. go. So, so you we have the choice now whether you're going to bum rush down there or draw some out. What are you going to do?
3: There's a patrol. It's going to come straight down the stairs. At least if we are underneath, underneath they expect sound. They expect moaning. We could potentially mask it, mask is it as much as we can.
4: Alrighty. So I can hear they'll we... also see the dead Drake and body though. It might but take them be... a little while to find. Okay. They're
3: not immediately going to look downstairs. We take the fight to them.
0: Run downstairs, try and catch them by surprise. Okay. Can, we, can we stealth
3: downstairs
4: though? You can stealth, yeah. Yeah. Just Everyone in the grants? Yep. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, because Passive Trace is still on. Still you going. You haven't going. been hit. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> Excellent.
1: As you begin making your way around this stairwell, you finally find one of the first instances of shadow since you've left the rooftops. You meld into both sides of it, staying next to Key as best that you can. What did we get, guys? 30. 33. <laughs> 19. Twenty-one. So as you begin making your way down the stairwell, two of you on one side, two of you on the other, you start to crest down and you start to hear this minotaur moving its way towards the back end of this chamber. You can see as it begins to cross the stone floor and gets to the door, you watch as it rises. You watch as he takes the key out of it, moves on the other side of it, and you watch as it just begins to close you creep your way down to the base of the stairwell. To your left and to your right, you can see chambers that look like they used to house supplies but now seem to have makeshift locks on them and you can see beyond and through like the, the graded slats on the doors, there seems to be people in there, prisoners. Mm-hmm. So on the left and the right, there's three rooms on either side and there seems to be people in, in most of them. So as we
4: approach, can we kind of just shush to them and not give up? Roll a
1: persuasion check.
4: A 16 for me. I only got 10.
1: Okay. So, Shavi, you move down and you're just like, shh, shh, shh. and you watch as these hands come out and this older gentleman's just like, come on, save me, unlock the doors. I can see one of you has the keys. I'll scream if you don't. And then as he says that, just Sweet, what do you do to persuade him not to? I pull my pistol out and put it straight <laughs> underneath his chin. Oh. <sighs> he goes and sits back down. He's just like, as you were, gents.
3: I roll it back and then I talk to everybody and I'm like, You must be very quiet. We are here to get you all out. But if you make noise now, we are all going to die. Does everybody
1: understand? Nod, don't speak. (laughs) You see that there's probably about seven individuals in this area in total, all in different rooms, and there's just simultaneous nodding happening. Okay. What are you guys doing as this is happening? I'm just going to ask one of them. uh, Is the sun arbiter here or is he behind the wall? You ask the old man that had the uh, that reached out to Key, and he says he's taken him behind there. The what well, seems that big fellow with the horns. He wants something from him, yep. but he's not in a good way. Yep. How do we get behind the wall? They use a key to open the door. Cool. Nineteen. Nineteen. Just we methodically goes and unlocks most of the doors and basically tells everybody to stay put. Stay, yeah, stay put, put until we tell you to run. You will hear it. Trust me. And at that, what are you doing, Shavi? Can I just keep an eye back upstairs? Yep. So you, I'll say you're posted by the stairwell looking up to see if anybody's coming down. Key, what are you doing?
2: Uh, I'm, I might just take a look around for anything else worth of interest.
1: Roll an investigation check. that 20. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> As you look around <gasps> in this area, you can see that most of the prisoners seem to be pretty well beaten uh, or burned. And malnutritioned. You can see that they're one of the actual rooms is set with supplies, but there doesn't appear to be anything of value in this area.
2: Do I acknowledge that um when I look over everybody, can I see that absolutely everybody is complying or someone's on the verge of of breaking that?
1: It looks like everybody's pretty fearful. Some of them look like they've been in here for a while, so they seem to be complying with what Jesui is doing and saying, especially after he unlocks the doors. Okay. You watch as one of them like one of the teenage boys sort of goes to grab the handle and you watches the man that he's with just grabs his wrist and just shakes his head. And then, like, so I've finished up lockpicking all the doors and I turn around and goes, does anybody here have a boat? He watches the man who held the wrist of the teenage boy moves towards the door. He's got these thick, dark eyebrows, black moustache and bald head, and he moves and he says, I'm a fisherman. My friend, when we say run... You follow
3: me, you do not follow anybody else, you grab your boy and you stick on my ass. If you get lost, I don't, I I don't think you're gonna make it.
1: He nods and he says, I'm not sure if my boat's still in seaworthy condition, but I can take you to it. Then we'll steal another one. I don't know how to sail a boat. (laughs) He says, I'll wait for your word.
0: Let's go. Try and get through this next door.
1: All right. So, Shavi, you are going to stay watching above? I'll stay or, watching. Mm-hmm. All right. So, the rest of you, all three of you, are you going as well, Key? Yeah. All right. So, all three of you make your way towards the door. As you do, what do you do when you see this large wooden door that seems to be recessed and move upwards in this recess? To the left of it, you can see this circular device with this square keyhole in it that seems to be emblazoned with gold. Uh, around it. I have my lock picks out of my tattoos again mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to
3: step up and have a crack at this random lock. Go for it. Dexterity plus proficiency as well. You
1: guys are ready beside the door for whatever comes out. I take it. Oh yeah. 22. 22. So you watch as the lock picks go in, there's this arcane flare that comes from Jisswe's magical lock picks and as they do, you watch as the stone begins to rumble and it is begins it, to does rise. Does it
0: cover the whole wall or can, is there somewhere we can stand beside it so they won't see there, this when it goes up? So
1: looking, the door is probably 10 feet wide and either side is like a five foot uh, recess on cool. either side of the door. I think that's probably where we'll stand. You can see that the door as well has this sun uh, carved into it that seems to be inlaid with gold. Well, And then uh, once I've unlocked it, I hide. Roll a, a stealth check, please. And the rest <coughs> of you, I assume, is sitting... Sitting beside the... Either side, yeah. Either side. I was going to say,
0: if you're seeing it, the door coming up. Do you want to come downstairs? Network. Do I want to stand in the door so they can only see me? You yes. doing fishy? Fishy.
1: All right. I'll stand in the doorway. All right. So just we and Shavi, you move your way down. What was your stealth check from before? 30. 30? Hmm. Okay. Your stealth check now for your hide? Uh, 23.
0: Are you hiding? Are you standing with me, Key? Uh,
2: awesome. I'll, I'll stand. I'll stand <laughs> there with him. Because I don't know what fishy is. So I'm still there. yeah a couple of good-looking boys. Yeah, well, I mean, you're, <laughs> you're a relay
1: artist as well, so it works perfectly with so you standing there with him as well. Right. bait. At this moment, Shavi, you make your way down the stairs and hide to the left of the door. Drew, you stand in the centre. You watch as Jusui says, fishy, and you all know what to do. Except for Key, who stands right next to Drew as he hides on the other side of the door. It's at that moment where you watch as this stone door rises and we get a shot from the other side of it and all you see is Drew's boots and the shaggy looking boots gifted to Key by Jusui as the door rises. You get this panning shot of both of you badass motherfuckers. And as you guys open and see what's in this door, you can see standing in the middle waiting to exit is this large minotaur individual, two guards by either side of him. Behind him, you can see held in one hand is the limp body of the sun arbiter. You can see this individual has this grey skin, this large trunk that comes down past her belly button. You can see that she has this large frame, these uh, white robes that come off of her person. She's got heavy jewellery all through her ears and you can see that she's just got this blood scar coming from one side of her head moving downwards. Um, She seems like you know immediately Key is a Loxodon and she's just on the floor with this Minotaur holding her robe. Uh, Seemingly she's been suppressed. Uh, it's at that point where he looks at you, this Minotaur, and he says, seems we have some visitors. And you watch as he stomps, throws this loxodon to the side, and you watch as she hits the, hits the wall, immediately lobs straight back downwards, and you're not sure if she's alive or not, this sun arbiter. And it's at that point, you watch as he takes this cleaver out, and you watch as he flicks it, it opens up like a razor's blade, and he points it directly towards you guys, and he says, You're not supposed to be here. Temple's closed. And at that point, we'll roll initiative. Hi guys, and thank you so much for listening for the latest episode, d d Valiant Odyssey. In the future, guys, if you want to catch up with us outside of the times that the episodes are released, you can come to our Discord. You should find the link in the show notes. If you want to catch up on all the announcements and keep up to date with the Valiant Odyssey action, then there's our socials link as well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it we're there valiant odyssey is growing and it's all because of you so thank you so much for your patronage make sure you leave a review on your favorite podcast medium we'll see you next week welcome to the odyssey